Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from Kelly Miller. space for you in our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for the word that you're giving today. I pray that you silence every voice that's not of you. And I pray, God, today that we can encounter your perfect love. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Well, let me take a look at you guys. Okay. Legacy, I love you guys a thousand different ways. <laughs> thank you, God, that perfect love cast out all fear. <laughs> You know, sometimes God asks us to do things that are outside of ourselves, right? And the stretching is good. It's not all bad. And so that's, that's where growth happens, right? So um, for those of you who don't know me, I am, my name is Kelly Miller. I am Pastor Jay's wife, and I am not the normal speaker <laughs> for those of you who are visitors. Um, I think this is the first time I've spoken in five years, actually, about give or take. Yeah, somewhere around there. It's been a while, anyway. So, um, but the Lord said it was time to speak. And so that's why I speak. I don't speak until he tells me to speak. I don't speak because somebody asked me to speak. I speak when he says to speak. So um, the good thing about our church, one of the great things about our church, there's so many good things, but one of the great things about our church is that there is an invitation for for, um, men and women to speak. And I think that's biblical. Um, The Bible says that, Old Testament and New Testament. And I'm excited for what God says um, today to bring to you guys. So... um, I've been pressing into this message for about two months, and Jay and I, um, Jay asked me two months ago, he said he was going to be preaching today at Hill Country Church up in San Marcos, so that's where Jay is today. Um, He's preaching at um, Hill Country Church in San Marcos for our friends Tim and Elizabeth, and um, he said, well, who should we have come in on the 11th? And before I even realized what I was saying, I said, oh, I'll speak. (laughs) You ever do that, and you just try to like... (laughs) but the Lord wouldn't let me. He's like, no, I, I, I prompted you to say that. So I'm like, okay, then you're going to have to prompt me for a word, and he did. And so this is a word that I feel like the Lord has given us today. So um, this message that I've entitled Time um, because um, we've been getting a lot of now words right now as a house. We've been getting in the last mm, month, month and a half, we've been getting a lot of seasonal words um, about what the Lord's about to do, what the Lord's doing right now, what it's the, the time and the season to do. And there are seasonal words. There are um, times where the Lord says, in this time in your life, I want to grow this in you, or I want to teach this to you, or I want to um, work on this thing or that. And um, there is seasons for things, and this is a season for a lot of different things, actually. And so I want to um, speak about something that the Lord just put in my Bible. <laughs> um you know how that goes. So you read, and I've been a Christian 30-some-odd years since I was a kid, and 40-something, um, anyway, um, <laughs> um, a while. And, and you just discover something that's in there all of a sudden that you, you didn't see. So um, I want to encourage you guys, as you read your Bible, it's a living word, right? And so we get a lot of prophecy around here. We like, we like to say, okay, God, what are you saying right now? But it always has to be found and what he's already said about himself. He reveals his character in this book, right? And so we always go back to say, where, how does that reveal what you said about yourself, right? So we go to the word of God, and it matches up with the spoken word of God. So um, this is a word that actually was written in the Bible, in the written word, and he highlighted it to me and made it a right now word, and I believe it's for our church. And so 
as I speak, I want you to not hear me. I want you to hear the Lord, okay? Because this is, um, I'm going to speak to you like I speak to my kids, okay? Um, and so I'm just going to pepper it with things, and you grab whatever the Lord tells you to, highlights in your heart, okay? So um, the passage I'm going to read out today is Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Very familiar to many of us. Some of our older fans are already singing the Beatles song. going with the readers for the sake of comfort. (laughs) And out of the King James Version, Ecclesiastes 3 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. I swear it's not too. You know, you're the Beatles fans. Um, here is the what I got out of that passage that I've never heard before. And I want you, I'm going to read it again, and I want you to hear it too. It's the word and. It's a time for this, and it's a time for that. Right? It's not a time for this or that. That's how I've always read this passage. I don't know if you guys have too, but I always heard it's time for this or it's a time for that. It's time for love or it's a time for hate. Now, that's not what it says. It says it's time for love and hate. You can do both at the same time. And that is our right now word, <laughs> is that it's a not an either or season for us. It's an and and season, right? Let's read it again. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And the King James Version says the and. Some, a lot of different translations actually say the ands. So reading in that context, to everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. So if you'll indulge me, I'm going to do a little expository teaching, which means I'm going to kind of explain what that means to do both at the same time. So line by line, what does it mean for us to be able to do this and that at the same time? I'm going to use this passage as an example, but I want you guys to take this as a tool that you can use for any passage that God gives you. Okay, so it's it, this is a way of studying the Bible, right? And so I want you to walk out of here with a tool, a way, a filter, a way to read your, the word and make it come alive to you, okay? So um, this is Ecclesiastes 3, one, 1 through 8. There's an occasion for everything. And I'm going to read this, this one out of the New Living Translation. 
There's an occasion for everything, a time for every activity under the sun, a time to give birth and a time to die. Today is somebody's first day and somebody's last day. You know, if you do a study in the Old Testament, there's a phrase, God blesses their coming in and their going out, right? Have you ever done a word study on that? I want to encourage you, if you haven't, to do a word study on God blesses their their going out and their coming in, right? That's a phrase that's often used. And when you see a phrase like that in Scripture, it means something. It has a little anointing on it. It has a little something on it, right? There's a time for everything. And God appoints our time, he says in Psalms 139, before we were even born, right? He, he, He picked how many days we would be before one of them came to be, right? There's a time for that. And everything is in God's time. We don't miss it, right? Some of you might be feeling like you know somebody who missed some time, right? Like they should maybe still be here. God didn't miss it, right? The days and seasons are all in God's hands. There's a time to start something. There's time to end it, right? There's a time to to, um, bring something in, and there's time to say, I'm going to lay that one down, right? And you can do both at the same time. That's the beautiful thing about God is we don't have to do one or the other. We can do both at the same time. As I'm laying this thing down, I can pick something up that the Lord has for me, right? As I'm picking something up the Lord has for me, I can lay something down. It's this duality, right, of of this dance, this beautiful dance we get to do with God. And so that's how I want you guys to look at this, is how I can be in this place, this just opposed of position with the Lord, right, where we, we make these beautiful exchanges with him. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. Y'all remember Isabel who came about a month ago, month and a half ago? Isabel Allen, Skolson, if I can say her last name correctly. I, I will eventually get it. Um, she gave us a word out of Amos 9, verses 13 through 15, and she was saying how, um, you know, there's, there's a time where you're planting and you're, and you're sowing, the harvesting and you're planting seeds. One hand's doing one and one hand's doing the other at the same time. Actually, it was Amos 9.13. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman should, shall overtake the reaper and the tender of grapes, him who sows the seed, right? There's times when you do both at the same time, right? There's a time to plant and a time to uproot, and there's a time where you do both at the same time, right? That's an example of that in Amos 9.13. There's a time to kill and a time to heal. All right. Um, I'm going to put my counselor hat on for a second because um, <laughs> the things that we most often need to kill are our own thoughts, right? Right. The things that we often need to kill are our own beliefs, right? Our own will, right? If it's not God's will, can't have it. Don't have room for it in my life, right? I have to do what God says. I have to think the way He thinks. I have to refine myself and allow myself to be refined so I can say, okay, I can see that I have room for growth now, right? When I become aware of something, then there's something I can do about it, right? And one of the things we do in a community like this is we love each other enough to say, hey, there's some area for growth, right? And God wants to grow us together. And that's how we're knit together in love, right? Um, Because we love each other enough to grow together, right? Um, So sometimes there's things in us where we have to examine ourselves and say, you know what? There's something in me that I thought was a part of me, and that's actually, that needs to die. That was never meant to be me anyway right? That's not who I was ever meant to be. I know who God was meant me to be. In the kingdom, uh, the School for Kingdom Advancement, we've been spending a lot of time this fall on our identity in Christ and how we find our identity in Christ, right? And how all these things of the world try to tell us who we are, what we are, who we have to be. And we have to go back to God and say, who did you tell us to be, right? 
So part of healing your identity is also reclaiming some of those things you were before an event happened, right? That means maybe before that thing happened, I believed something different about myself. I thought I could do something differently. You still can. And that might be a word of prophecy for some of you, right? Right? You still can. You still, you still can. There's still time. And God might want to heal some of those dreams. There's a time to tear down and a time to build. Sometimes we tear down mindsets. Sometimes we tear down vows that we've made, inner vows. I'll never do this. I'll always do this. Sometimes we need to tear that down. That's a stronghold within us, and we need to say, mm-mm, that doesn't get, I, you don't get to be my rock that I build my life on. I built my, my life on God alone, right? It's funny that that passage, it talks about the storms of life. Storms come to both houses, the house that's built on the sand, right? So that's where we've got to build up our faith. What are we building it on, right? Christ the solid rock, our cornerstone, right? That's what we build on. Our faith has to be found in Jesus, right? And when we do, that means I can build here, and I can say, I'm not building here anymore. I'm tearing that down. There's no room for that. I'm building here now, right? I can do both at the same time. 2 Corinthians 10, 15, it says, we demolish, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ, right? Um, let me tell you something about that verse. You can get very um, into your head about it, right? You can get very self-will about it, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my mind obey Christ, right? That is something you do not have the capacity to do outside of Christ, right? You have to get the grace of God in order to take a, a thought captive and hold up the truth of God, right? To be able to do that, that beautiful exchange, right? Um, we have to live in the grace of God. And so this is a recipe for how to keep our minds healthy, right? But how do we do that? It's by God's grace, right? It's how we do anything in life, right? <laughs> by God's grace, amen, <laughs> right? That's how we live, is obedient to Christ. And so these beautiful exchanges we get to do are, are part of the, the rhythm of living in the Lord, right? There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, sometimes both at the same time, <laughs> There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. It's funny, um, there's some new research that just came out in May about um, how movement can actually help heal um, post-traumatic stress disorder. And there's a guy named Bessel van der Kook, some of you guys might know, a psychiatrist who um, did a lot of research on how our brains heal through movement and how dance and how um, moving can actually be very therapeutic for somebody who's been extremely traumatized, especially complex PTSD. And so science is now, yet again, proving the Bible to be true. <laughs> and so um, that's, that's one of those verses that I look at. And I, having just read the research study um, at the time I was preparing this, this sermon, I'm like, oh, there's, there it is, right there in the Bible. Science proved, <laughs> finally, science finally caught up with the Bible, <laughs> as it does. It eventually, all of it will, right? Because anything that's true is going to be proven in the end. The word of the Lord will last forever. Amen. So there's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance, right? And sometimes both at the same time. There's a time to throw stones and a time to gather stones. There's people that have been sent out of this church. A lot of um, theologians think that stones phrase, uh, as I did a lot of um, research on this, um, stones there refers to the people of Israel that have been scattered, 
They've been scattered and they're brought in. There are many that are even watching online. Some are in transit on the way home now, so we welcome you back stateside um, when you get here, guys. And for those who are still overseas, we bless you in your work. We're glad that we have sent you and we bless the work you're doing there. Um, but there will be a time you come home. And when it is, we will welcome you, right? And there are many in this room, you're going to be sent by this church, right? We'll walk in relationship for a while, and then there's a time for sending. And then there's a time where you come home, right? Because we're a family. In the context of family, um, you're welcome to come home. There's a time to embrace and a time for, to avoid embracing, right? That means there's times where we love a person and not necessarily their behavior. <laughs> Christmas is coming, and there's going to be family dynamics and family relationships and all that fun stuff. And there's sometimes we're going to be encountering people, right, that have behavior that we don't agree with, but we can still love them, right? Because love is our law, right? That's our guide for life. That's our, that's our law, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You love your neighbor as yourself. What's the new commandment he gives us? Love. Love one another. Right? There's a time to search and a time to count as lost. Right? We have this ministry of reconciliation. Right? We're all called to reconciliation. Right? We search out the one who is lost and we bring them home. Right? And then there's times where um, we count it as loss. If, if peace depends on me, I'm going to bring peace. You can, you can count on it, right? But it doesn't always depend on us, right? And so sometimes we have to let, let things go, right? There's a time to keep and a time to throw away. We have to check ourselves and see, you know, am I being willful about this? Have I um, resolved myself to agree with God? Or have I resolved myself to do it my way? Right? Sometimes I'm keeping, on, keeping things that I should really let go of, right? God maybe even told me to let go of it, but I'm still doing it. I'm still doing that thing. I'm still hanging on to it. There's a time to say, hmm, that's done, right? That season's done. I remember my dad, he used to say, I asked him how he stopped smoking one time. He came home from Vietnam and picked up smoking, and um, he just quit cold turkey. And I said, how, how do you do that, right? People say that's one of the, one of the harder addictions to quit. And he said, it just wasn't for me. This wasn't for me, right? It's not for my body anymore. He didn't make that cigarette. God didn't make that cigarette for my body. And he didn't make me for that cigarette, right? And so he said, it's just not for me anymore. So he counted it as lost. He threw it away. He said, no, that's not for me. It's a time to throw those away. And he threw them away. And he said, no more. That's not mine. And when the temptation came up again, he said it did come up again. He said, no, nope, I don't have to do that because that's not for me, right? And I want to encourage you. That we all have things that we need to throw away, right? So whatever God's saying there. There's a time to tear and a time to sew. Um, <laughs> Kathy, is she here yet? I don't see her. She might be in the children's ministry. Um, there's this fun thing that we're doing called prophetic knitting. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. Any knitters in here, crocheters? Anybody who does, does that? Okay. So um, there's a thing where you're, as you're knitting, as you're crocheting something, you're praying for the person you're making it for. And so you're praying prophetic words into the, the thing that you're knitting. So whether it's for a baby, you're praying prophetic words into that as you're knitting for the baby, or um, if it's a, a prayer covering, like a prayer shawl, or if it's a blanket for somebody who's sick, um, you're just praying words of healing into them as you're doing that. And so then sometimes you write down the words that you've gotten as you were praying for them. 
So there's times when, as you are learning to knit or crochet, as most of you know who, who can do this, <laughs> I am still learning, there's times where you have to tear it out and start again, right? And so sometimes, you, in order to get the finished product, you have to take a few steps back, right, before you can go forward and finish the thing. So there's a time to tear and a time to sew, and sometimes both at the same time. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh, we all are. Yeah, who can tame the tongue, James says, right? right? But there's accountability for the words that we speak, and there's also accountability for the words we don't say that we should have said. Yeah, we all have that, right? So there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate, right? What do you love, right? Let us be found loving what God loves. What does God love? People, y'all. Y'all are what he loves. God loves people, so let us love people, right? Because that's what God loves. So let us love what God loves. What does God hate? Sin, loneliness. He hates it when we're by ourselves. Actually, go back to Genesis 2, right? Genesis 3 was the fall of man where sin entered, right? Before sin was ever on the scene, what did God say isn't good? For a man to be alone, right? It's not good for us to be alone, right? The whole COVID, isolation, separation, that's not good for us. That's not the way we're made. We are made to work in relationship, to live in relationship, and to be in, in community, right? There is something about being Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they exist in community. There's something about the way they designed us to be in community, right? So God doesn't like it when we're alone. He didn't like sin. There's a lot of things God didn't like, and we need to agree with him, right? There's a time for war and a time for peace. It's best if you war from a place of peace. So <laughs> it's a lot easier that way. <laughs> for everything, there's a season and a time for every action under, the, under heaven. Amen? Okay. Um, that's what the Ecclesiastes verse said. That's the end of the Ecclesiastes verse. But I want to give you a few things that God gave me to speak over you guys as far as a few things it's time for. And so some of these are going to be for different people in the room. I'm not making contact with anybody in particular. <laughs> so don't take it that wrong way. I can see how, like, you know, seeing how from a, when you're sitting this way, you, you don't really think. I, I noticed Jay moving. But I, I notice how he has to strategically look up sometimes. <laughs> if I make eye contact with you on one of these, it's not an indictment. It's not like for certain. Please, no, I love you. <laughs> right? But there's some that it's going to be for certain people in this room. And if it's for you, grab onto it. There's a time to understand and a time to just agree with the Lord. There's a time to make a move and a time to stay. There's a time to hurry and a time to wait. There's a time to get oil and there's a time to burn. There's a time to be justified and a time to be righteous. There's a time to practice the presence of God in your daily activities. There's times to get alone and sequester with the Lord. There's a time for the old wisdoms. There's a time for new revelation. 
there's a time for old wine and a time for new wine, right? Old wine, uh, the verse I had down there, Luke 5, 37 through 39. If you guys want to look that up later, you can. Um, and there's a time for new wine. John 2, verses 1 through 12, talks about new wine. There's a time to buy gold and a time to invest. There's a time to endure and a time to surrender. There's a time to start and there's a time to finish. There's a time to take one more lap around the mountain. <laughs> and there's a time to command that mountain to move. There's a time to feast and a time to fast. Now y'all are, are getting a taste for what my kids have to deal with. <laughs> y'all can know how to pray for them now. <laughs> There's a time to go on a Emmaus walk with the Lord, a time to run your race like one aiming to win the prize. There's a time for spreading your branches and a time to grow a deeper taproot. There's a time to lay hands and pray for healing, and there's a time not to touch that eating apple. There's time to make bread, and there's a time to fast the bread. Actually, making bread, Colossians 3, 23 through 24, it says, um, whatever you do, do it enthusiastically as someone, something done for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that you will receive a reward for your inheritance from the Lord, you serve the Lord Christ. Making bread, whatever you're doing, you're doing for the Lord, right? There's time to fast the bread. Luke 4, 4, Jesus said to him, it is written, man must not live by bread alone. There's a time to make bread and a time to fast the bread. There's a time for a microwave and a time for a crock pot. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay, men, there's the time to wait for your Rachel, like it says in Genesis, right? Women, there's a time to wait for your Boaz, like it says in Ruth. Sometimes it's time to bring your gomer home, it says in Hosea. There's a time to move at the speed of light, and there's a time to move at the speed of love. There's the speed of the world and the speed of the spirit. There's time for a passing glance because that's all the tension the enemy gets from me. There's a time to gaze in the eyes of your love. <laughs> There's a time to wake up early in the mornings and pray like Catherine and Stephen and Jesus. Right? It says that in Mark 135. Jesus woke early in, early in the morning to pray. Right? There's a time to pray through the night hours like Jesus did. Right? Jesus did that in Luke 6, 12. Right? There's a time for the morning. There's time for the night. There's time for both. There's a time to fill storehouses and a time to glean. There's a time to be refined in the desert and a time to be planted beside the still waters. There's a time to prune and a time to leave fruit on the vine. Anybody have fruit trees? Yep. You know the first few years you have a fruit tree, you can't, you can't harvest the fruit, right? You have to leave it on the vine. You have to leave it, right? 
And if you do, what happens? You get a bountiful harvest, right? About year seven or so, right? So it's the same, same thing here. Sometimes the best thing to do is to leave it on the vine. Let's keep growing a little bit. We're going to grow a little bit more, right? There's time to, to prune some things and say, mm, we don't need that part anymore. <laughs> That's not the direction I'm growing. There's a time to be hidden in Christ and a time to let your light shine before all men. Right? Colossians 3.3 says, For if you died to this life, your real life is hidden with Christ our God. Amen? If you die, this is why we have friends who believe in resurrection and can pray you back. Right? <laughs> right? But to live, live as Christ, to die is gain. Right? There's a time to be hidden in Christ and a time to let your light shine before all men. It says in Matthew 5.16, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Amen. Let's give him glory. Thank you, God, for what you've done. There's a time for a veil and a time for an unveiling. Exodus 34, uh, verse 29 through 33, it talks about how Moses, when he went in, his face was veiled. They had to veil his face because it radiated with God's presence, right? There's a time where you have to reveil, right? They were afraid to come near him because of the radiance Moses had. And there's a time for the unveiling. <laughs> Second Corinthians, New Covenant, praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 3.18, it says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we're changed into his glorious image. Amen. Amen. So what's the purpose for the unveiling, right? So we can become more and more like him. We don't have to hide anymore. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. Amen. There's a time to sing a new song to the Lord and a time to listen to the song he sings over us. Psalm 98.1 says, Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. Sing a new song to the Lord, right? I want to encourage you guys, if you're in um, a rough spot, whether it's a season or whether it's a two-minute window, right, or the, that ten minutes that tries to define your day, right, um, that's the time to sing to the Lord, right? That's the time we're going to welcome the Lord in the place, right? It's time to listen to the song he sings over us. Zephaniah 3.17 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. This is Old Testament, y'all. Zephaniah 3.17, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Isn't that nice to know God himself sings over you? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lord. Is it time to sing a new song to the Lord and a time to listen to the song he sings over us? Amen. Those are the ones I got. I'm sure God will give you a few more. So. If you listen to him, ask him, God, what's it time for? Right? And sometimes it might seem like opposing things, but it's maybe this and that at the same time. It's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be this or that. Right? Right? So God can do layers of things. Just like he gives us layers of revelation, right? We just have to slow down and hear him. Right? Um, one of the distractions of our world is busyness. Right? It's, it's a charming thing. It tells us we're going to advance, we're going to get ahead, we're going to be promoted, but it's deceptive and it's cunning, right? The thing about Jesus is he walked, 
at a walking pace, right? right. We all think we have more time. <laughs> but it's deceptive. We have today, right? We can't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has its own worries, right? right? We have today. So let's be in today, right? When our mind tries to take us to yesterday and say, you know, all what happened and live out of yesterday, right? Or live out of the future, what might happen, right? But we have today, so let's live in today, right? Carpe diem, right? All of our hurry and worry doesn't hasten the Lord, right? When we beckon him to return, say, Lord, come soon, right? When enough people have been saved, right? Let that be our prayer. Lord, I pray enough people come into your kingdom. Let me do something about that, right? Let me do what I can about that today, right? There's a reason the fruit of the Spirit includes patience, right? Actually, in 1 Corinthians 13, love itself characterizes itself by patience. Love is patient. Love is kind. doesn't envy. doesn't boast, right? It starts off with patience. You know, when you start characterizing something, you start with the most important thing. How many of you know you have to have patience for your spouse, right? <laughs> patience for your kids. Patience for your coworkers, right? Life requires patience, and, and love, love presents the opportunity to do that, right? That's how we, how we do what we do, right? By love, right? Because he first loved us, we can love, right? It's not by my own love. It's not by my own grace, and it's not by my own strength, right? It can never be. No human can do it on their own, right? It has to be by the power and the love and the grace of God, right? And so when we say, God, fill me up with everything I need, it's a continual uh, infilling and outpouring, right? So in my office, where um, I'm a counselor. And so one of the things I do, just as a cue to myself, is I leave my phone on the charger during the day. Why? So that I can cue myself that at the end of the day, I'm going to leave more charged than I poured out, right? Why is that? Because as much as I give away, it doesn't matter how much I pour out, I can fill up in an instant with the Lord, right? Because it's not on my strength. It's not on my time or my dime. It's his, right? That's how we, that's how we live, right? So I want to encourage you to make that part of your life. One definition of patience is a willingness to pay the price for living in significant relationship with others. You all ever heard that one before? Patience is a willingness to pay the price of living in significant relationship with others. Find that drive. I'm willing to go slow behind that driver. <laughs> if those of you who've ever been to Catherine's house know it's worth the wait for a good meal, right? We, we, call, we nickname my sister Catherine. We nickname her Everyday Gourmet. That's one of her nicknames, right? Because every day it's a gourmet meal, right? Every day it's over the top, right? It's worth the wait <laughs> sometimes for a good Catherine meal, right? Right. Sometimes we take, treat love like it's a luxury, <laughs> like it's a, something we can earn, right? Like it's something that, that if one day I can get to that place, right, of loving or loving well, right? It's not a luxury, right? It's an opportunity. It's our blessing to live in love, right? Time isn't really our obstacle, right? We give ourselves excuses of why 
we can't, why we don't have time, why we, don't, why we can't um, do this and that or this and the thing that God told me to do. God's given us, right? if he calls you to it, he's going to make a way, right? Boy, did I see that this week, y'all, in preparing this. God made sure every detail was taken care of, right? Everything that was on my heart, the Lord took care of the details. He did. So that's just how God is. <laughs> if he calls you to it, he makes a way, right? So I hope those seeds bless you with something, but I want to close with this. There will be a time when you pray your last prayer. There will be a time when you attend this church for the last time. There will be a time when you give your last offering and you lead one last person to the Lord. There'll be a time when even heaven and earth pass away, but the Lord will never pass away. The word of the Lord will never cease, right? And so I leave you with this. You don't have to wait. Your time for waiting's done. It's time for this and it's time for that. It's not, you don't have to wait. It's a season for everything to be in season. Amen? All right. Thank you, guys. We are, I'm going to close and pray, pray us out, and then we'll have ministry team up here if you want to meet with somebody to minister with. Um, take somebody to lunch today and get to know them. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time for each person here. I pray that you'll help us to present good soil for your word, for these seeds that will planted. Lord, I pray that they bear great fruit in lives. I thank you, God, that you've given us this time to live in. You got it right putting us in this time. We're not born in the wrong time. We thank you that you put us right here right now because we get to be the ones to partner with you right here, right now. I thank you that you are giving us everything we need for life and godliness. Lord, I pray we don't miss one blessing you have for us here on the earth, but that we will get everything you have for us. Help us to shake the tree, get all the fruit, and to get everything you have for us. I pray, Father, that when each of these go to heaven, that their testimony will be that I lived with the Lord. I didn't miss it. No regrets. Thank you, Lord, that you're here with us right now. I pray for every heart in here that's hurting that you will heal. You see what's going on in every heart. I pray that you will touch each broken heart, each one that's hurting. I thank you, Lord, that you are our joy and our song in the midst of sorrow. You're our strength. I thank you for your divine mercies, your strategic mercies, <laughs> your divine wisdom. And we welcome the time with you come and speak to us and reveal the things to us that we're supposed to know now. Things we don't, we'll trust you till you tell us in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.